Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word.
about for this fight he has brought you. Tonight is wonderful. God, thank you. God, thank you. You know, many times we forget to thank God for the things he has done. Do you have a reason to thank God tonight? Come on, thank him. Just give the Lord a thank you clap offering. Just, just take a minute or two. Remember everything he has taken you through. Come on somebody clap your hands to Jesus. Come on somebody clap your hands to Jesus. His grace. Oh, somebody clap your hands to Jehovah God. Oh, Ratalando Riba Zatalayesu. Caron de Rere Hosila Vasere Robosca. Santo Rica Sarelebus. Brasso Rondi Recosarala. Has God done something for you? Has He done something for your family? Has He healed your disease? Has He cleansed you? Has He forgiven your sin? Has he kept you this far? Ebenezer, have you counted your blessing one by one? And know that the Lord God is good. God is good. Turn to your immediate name and tell him God is good. Turn to the one on the right and tell him God is good. Turn to the person behind and tell him God is good. Tell the chair you seated on God is good. Look at your bag and tell her, oh it's you are Raka, God is good. Tell the ground you're standing on and tell him I can testify of the goodness of the Lord.
understands me. Why should I explain myself? Have you ever thought of the goodness of God for a moment and you're like if it wasn't for you. We would have been consumed. Isaiah 55 from verse 1. Isaiah 55 verses 1. The Bible says in Isaiah 55 that ho, ho, that's beautiful. Everyone that thirsteth. Did you hear that? Ho, everyone that thirsteth. Come ye to the waters. Somebody say amen. And he that has no money, come ye by and eat. Yeah, he says come. He says, buy wine and milk without money and without price. The Bible says, wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which satisfieth not? He says, hearken diligently unto me. Did you hear that? Hearken, that is here. Underline that. Diligently unto me and eat ye that which is good and let your soul desire itself in fatness. Incline your ear, again he's talking about hearing, and come unto me, again he's saying hear, again he's talking about hearing, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure masses of David. Somebody say amen. 
He says, Behold, I've given him for a witness to the people, a leader and a commander to the people. And he says, Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God and for the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified you. Somebody say amen. And he says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. And let the wicked forsake his way, comma, and the righteous man his thoughts, full colon, and let him return and to the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, and so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain, the Bible says, cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth out of my mouth, for it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto that I send it. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Somebody say amen. amen. Say amen again. Amen. Now the Lord was ministering to me about Isaiah 55. And something wonderful opened up that I want to open to your spirit tonight. When Isaiah begins writing that fifth chapter, 55th chapter, he calleth upon men which are thirsty. And he tells them, come ye to the what? To the waters. And he says, if you have no money, come ye and buy and eat. He says, for ye come by Wine and milk without money and without what? Without price. And the next verse says, you're asking a question. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which is what? Which satisfieth not. He says, hearken diligently unto me, eat ye that which is good and let your soul, the Bible says what? Delight. Somebody say amen. In what? In fatness. And then he tells you, incline your ears. Now, when, when Isaiah is talking about the thirst of men, or the thirsty, the men which are thirsty, he's talking about people who yearn and hunger for the word of God. He's not about juice and water. He's talking about the thirst God and the hunger which is of God. That is why the prophet Amos says in the last days that God shall cause a famine not of bread and water but of the hearing of the words of the Lord. And the Bible says they move sea to sea north to the east and find none. And he said and the young virgin shall faint because of lack of water or for thirst. And we are living in the fulfillment of the time where people are hungry for God than they have ever been before. But even with the hunger of God, we need to bring sanity and stability in the things of the spirit. Because if a man does not understand how things work, that man will apply too much power on something that is supposed to be simple. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes that if the iron be blunt, and it is not quit or sharpened. The Bible says men exert more force 
And how many of you know at that particular point when we're talking about the iron being blunt, we're talking about the sword. The Bible speaks of the word of God as the sword of the spirit. It cuts asunder, separates the bone and marrow, exposes our hearts and thoughts for what they really are. But before they're exposed for what they really are and the thoughts are given bare, before the bone and marrow are separated, the thoughts and designings of hearts are separated by the word of God, there is a necessity that the man must define very clearly how sharp the sword is. How sharp the iron is. Praise the Lord. Because if the iron is blunt, the Bible says, and he do not wet the age, that means it's not sharpened, then the man must put more strength, but wisdom is profitable to what? To direct. That means that if you don't understand how the word of God works, even if you're going to apply it, you're going to apply too much strength. You know, there are people who have been deceived that the life of salvation is a complicated kind and everything that has to come has to come a very hard way. Do I have a witness in the house? That are the life of salvation. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't joke with that thing. Do you think it's very easy to be saved for? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Look at my scars. Then they start opening their backs. Then they start. <laughs> of course, Paul had scars too. But the Bible says, but he counted it all by joy. The life of salvation is not meant to be a place of suffering. The Bible says he has not called Jacob to seek him in vain. That's what the Bible says. Many people believe that you have to suffer like for 20 years to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the You have to go through sicknesses and turmoil. And, and I've heard people preach it. One time I had a preacher a couple of years ago. They were saying, if you don't get sick, how will you know he heals? If you don't be poor, how will you know he's rich? And I said, wait, Jesus didn't fall sick. For him to heal the sick. Jesus did not become poor for him to be rich. As a matter of fact, he became rich for your sake. Somebody say amen. That's why the Bible says do not be conformed to the standards of this world. But be ye renewed in the what? Be ye renewed in your mind. That you might know that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God concerning your life. There is a way the world has doctored the gospel. And there is a way now the gospel appears to people. That what is wrong is actually right and what is right is actually wrong. Because we have conformed to this world. Give me the amplified of that. He said in, in Romans 12 too, he says, and do not be conformed to this age. That is, do not fashion after and adapt to external superficial customs. There is a way the world sees things. It's not the way we see things. Hallelujah, somebody. There is a way the world responds to things. There is a way it fashions itself and adapts to the external superficial customs. That is not how we were called. Somebody shout hallelujah. Our mind is renewed by what? By new ideals and its new attitude. Our attitude changes. Because even though we are in the world, the Bible says we are not of the world. Somebody shout hallelujah. And in a few minutes, I'm going to show you something there. Very, very important there. So the man of God tells you or tells them that you come if you're thirsty. Come. Come and seek. He says, you, you, many people have invested in he. He says, why do you spend money in that which is not bread? Why do you spend money in that which is not bread? Bread here means revelation. Why do you spend money and time and laborings in things that don't become of sound doctrine? 
Even the book of Proverbs 20, 17 says, he says, bread of the seed is sweet to a man, but afterward his mouth shall be filled with gravel. Because he says, and the next verse says, and every purpose is established by good counsel, and with good advice you make war. Some of you lose the wars that you're fighting spiritually because you received the wrong advice. And the wrong advice came because you received indifferent counsel. You received wrong counsel. You received counsel that seemed like it was of God, but it was not of God. And for such, your purposes are frustrated. Everything you intend to do, you're praying, you fast, you give, you do everything right. Some of you do everything right. But it's as though your life and world is almost like a downward spiral. You're coming out of one problem, going into another. And coming out of one problem and going into another. Because you were taught the wrong thing. And this is the amazing thing about the gospel. That deceitful bread is sweet. Now, if I'm defining to a man who has really tested the true word of the Lord. And its sweetness. Like the psalmist says and how he puts it on his mouth. And it was like honey unto his lips. And then there is also another opposite salt and mind that actually to certain men, even bread of deceit can be sweet. That means that the devil has distorted taste spiritually. I'm not talking about physical taste. I'm talking about spiritual taste. Many people's tastes have been distorted. They have false realities. They walk in things they assume and affirm in spirit as true, but yet they are not true. That is why you don't have results. If indeed you're believing the God that we are preaching, if indeed you're practicing the things that are taught of the scriptures, how be it so that you don't have results? You will know the truth and the truth will make you free. But how be it that every time we are reading the Bible, we are praying, we're fasting, we've gone to the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the evangelists, they've laid hands on us, preached, flipped us, taken us through prayer mountains, got us back into the valleys, washed us, bent us, made us flat. You understand? We've done everything and nothing in our life is changing. Nothing in somebody's life is changing. Why? Because some of you have eaten of the bread of deceit and it is sweet too. Because it ministers to certain people a certain way. Somebody shout hallelujah. But the Bible says, but that is not how so we learn Christ. If indeed you have been taught in him and you abide in him. That's why we put on the new man. Which after him has been renewed in what? Knowledge. And created after true holiness. That's the new man. He has a new kind of knowledge. He thinks a certain way. It's like for example when I read for you in Isaiah 55. Well, the Bible says that for your thoughts are not my thoughts and your ways are not my ways. If you go the verse before, for example, he says, listen, let the wicked forsake his way, comma, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And I want you to listen. And let him return unto the Lord. Now, when they talk about returning, it means this man was once there. So God is not talking about people who are not believers. He's not about a guy who believed and somehow went in the way of wickedness. And forsook the way of righteousness. And his thoughts changed. And because of that, his ways changed too. This guy believed Jesus one day. He accepted him as his personal and savior. But because of a delusional experience of the word and the teaching that is not established on the teaching of Jesus Christ. That man went into wickedness. And that man left his way. And the scriptures are very clear. He says... Return to me. This scripture is not to men which are not born again. It is to men which are born again. 
And then he goes to the next line and tells them, For I have realized as God that your thoughts are not my thoughts, neither your ways my ways. It does not mean that God has different thoughts and ways from his own. It only means that when a man goes off the way of wickedness and he becomes unrighteous because he has not received the righteousness imputed by faith, that man leaves his way and because of that, that man's thoughts change from the thoughts of God and his ways change from the ways of God. But that is not how so it should be. And many times I've met Christians who talk, ah, you know, his thoughts are not our thoughts. Lord, your ways are not our ways. Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 2. Give me the amplified of that. First Corinthians chapter 2. Tell your neighbor I have good news. First Corinthians chapter 2. Verses 12. First Corinthians chapter 2 verses 12. Give me the amplified of that. He says, now, somebody say now. We have not received the spirit that belongs to the world. We have not received the spirit that belongs to the world. But the Bible says, but the Holy Spirit, who is from what? Given to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. That, my goodness, the true undeniable experience of a man who has encountered the divine power of God and experience of fellowship is that that man is open to the things freely and lavishly given. That man does not exist in a small vacuum of coexisting with men of competition as though he's competing with men to win. We don't, we have won. He says, be of good cheer, little children, for ye have overcome this world. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. We have overcome. Tell somebody, I have overcome this world. I'm above this world already. I have good news for you. The Bible says, we have overcome this world. He says, be of good cheer, little children, for we have overcome this world. We have overcome this world. When you receive Jesus Christ, you overcome it. You overcome this world. In other words, there is nothing in your life that is there to destroy you. <laughs> Everything that had the power to destroy you has been destroyed already. The Bible says that he hath redeemed Jacob from the hand of him that was mightier than him. Do you know what it means to be redeemed from the hand of him that was mightier than you? Nothing in this world, in the name of Jesus, can subdue you. Somebody shout hallelujah. He says, these things have I spoken unto you that in me ye might have what? Peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Have overcome this world. Somebody shout hallelujah. We are more than conquerors. The Bible says, through Christ which strengthens us. More, more, not more, more. Every situation you enter in this life, you enter as a victor. You don't enter as a victim. Every circumstance that happens to you, you know its end before you even enter it. Somebody shout hallelujah. You didn't get that job to fail in that job. You didn't enter that marriage for it to fail you. No, 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 no. I did not come into the ministry for me to fail. Watch me. Watch me. For he that began a good work in me. 
He shall see to accomplishment the day of Christ. How am I sure that I will finish? Very simple. The word says, he is the author and the finisher of my faith. If I began it, I have a place and right to fail. But if you're sure that you did not begin this thing, I have good news for you. You're not the one going to accomplish it. The Lord who began it shall surely see to accomplishment to the day of Christ. Somebody shout hallelujah. That's the confidence that I have in him. That if I didn't start it, how can I end it? He is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the faith. Everything I do, however crazy it looks like, he began it. How can he not finish it? That is why some of us have learned to simply lean. We simply lean. You understand what I'm saying? That's a fellowship we have with Jesus. We rest in him and allow him to perform. Somebody shout hallelujah. The Bible says my expectation is from him. The Bible says for the God who performeth all things for me. Woo! He performeth all things for you. Somebody say, he performeth all things for you. A man of God cannot say that all things work together. If he had not worked with God enough to confirm and affirm. He says, for we are persuaded that all things work together for good. For them that love him and are called according to his purpose. All things. So you see, you can go through something and you're like, hey God, how, how, how? But I have good news for you. Even that situation, it works together for good. To them that love him and are called according to his purpose. Tell somebody, No, he has not brought me this far to leave me. He has not brought me this far to leave me. He has not brought me this far to leave me. I'm not speaking from my mind. I'm speaking from the experiences of my spirit. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, when he says that your thoughts are not my thoughts, your ways are not my ways, he's talking about a guy who fell off the face. He's the same guy he's telling to return. Return and have the same thoughts. Return and have the same ways. But then you see Christians saying, oh, his thoughts are not my thoughts and his ways are not our ways, so God, if you want to heal her, heal her. If you want to kill her, God will bury her. No. <laughs> you know, God, we cannot think like you. And, and then, you know, by the way, I am praying to God to give me the grace. One of these days, I'm going to preach a very hard sermon. Because many people have not understood yet that they are spirits. Some of you don't know that ye are spirits. That ye are gods. That you are of the God kind. Every place of your fellowship begins from the flesh to go into the spirit. I enter the holy of holies. No, some of us dwell right there. You know, I just want to share about the wisdom that is from above one of these days. Why it's peaceable. I want to share about the wisdom from above one of these days to make you understand that many of you have put yourself in a very low rank. That's why the things of this world hit you. Because you have cheapened yourself to the form of mortal man. 
And you simply men in the flesh trying to access the spirit. And because you begin from the flesh into the spirit, many of you are not led by the Holy Ghost. Because the beginning of the Holy Ghost leading does not begin from the flesh into the spirit. The beginning of the Holy Ghost leading begins when spiritual things are compared with spiritual things. Because they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now some of you of course you see people teach someone's like I want to show you how to enter the spirit. How to enter the spirit world. Can you believe that somebody is teaching a spirit how to enter the spirit world born of the spirit not of flesh and blood neither the will of man how do you teach me to enter the spirit when I'm a spirit how some of you have been so deceived You've been so deceived. We don't put impulse for us to enter the spirit realm. Because every time a man creates an opportunity where he wants to push himself into the spirit, that man cannot enter by the Holy Spirit. Because we don't push ourselves there. We are led there. So be careful about people who make statements like, me, anytime I want to see in the spirit, I see. Be very careful. Because it's not about you wanting. Don't make this so selfish and very self-centered. The kingdom of God has a wider purpose of a man accessing the things of God than just your little selfish you trying to access the spirit on the day you feel like you want to access him and then back. No, no, that's not how he has taught us. For as many as are led by the Holy Ghost... So are they the children of God. God will show you what you must see. And what you must not see is not for you to see. And if you cause yourself and push yourself to go and see what the spirit has not led you into. You're going to go by another spirit. Somebody shout hallelujah. Tell somebody you are a spirit. Live there. Walk there like you are it. We don't enter. We are there. We are there. Don't belittle yourself. I'm in the flesh. Now I've entered in the spirit. No. no. <laughs> so let's go back to Corinthians 2. 12. The Amplified. He says, we have not received the spirit which is of this world. Because the spirit of this world identifies lack. It identifies with the things you don't have and you should get. That is why in Fenero we try so much not to introduce you to things as though you don't have them. We try to make you understand that you have all these things. Indeed, the scriptures have said that you've been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. The scripture says that you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing, the heavenly blessing in Christ Jesus. You have been. That's first tense. Now, the essence of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament dispensation, the Bible says, is to reveal to us the things that are freely and lavishly given unto us. That means every moment the Holy Spirit has an encounter with you, he reveals what is given. Lavishly and free. 
That is why when he takes men into the word, he tells them, come without money and buy. Because when you're dealing with the Holy Ghost, you don't need money neither with a price. You were bought already. Somebody shout hallelujah. Let's continue in, in Corinthians. So, and the next verse says, and we are setting these truths forth in words not told by human wisdom, but told by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. And the next verse says, but the natural man, non-spiritual man, does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts and teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are folly, meaningless, nonsense to him, and he is incapable of knowing them, of progressively recognizing, understanding, becoming better acquainted with them, because they are spiritually designed and estimated and appreciated. And the next verse says, but the spiritual man tries all things. He examines, investigates, inquires into questions, and designs all things. Yet he himself is to be put on trial and judged by no one. He can read the meaning of everything, but no one can properly design or appraise or give an insight into him. I'm not going to explain that. You've understood it. And the next verse says, For who has, listen to the spirit man, known or understood the mind, the counsels and purposes of the Lord, so as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge? This is Paul asking. And he says, But we, have the mind of Christ. And we do hold the thoughts, the feelings, and purposes of his heart. What a glory. Tell somebody what a glory. Now, can you for a moment imagine this? That you carry the very thoughts and purposes of Almighty God. How can you belittle yourself to seeking the purposes of God? Many times I find people saying, let me find out the will of God concerning this. Let me find out the will of God concerning this. And sometimes I'm like, you have the mind. And you're trying to find out the will of the mind you carry. It makes sense. Use a different term like, give me some time to get the words. Because I know the answer, but give me time to get the words. <laughs> you cannot say that I am seeking the will of God. One time, I think it was last year, some, some girl comes into my office. She says, Apostle, I saw a guy. Said, eh? Yeah, a guy. I said, ah, okay. What about him? No, you know, he's a woman. She explains the biography. The biodata. And then after that, she's like, but I'm still seeking God. I said, what? I told people one day, many years ago, that you ask anyone who is married, and they are happily married, and they know they are married forever. They'll tell you one thing, that when you find the person you're supposed to marry, you know. Bone of my bone? Flesh of my flesh to look okay. You know 
He says we have an unction from on high. We know all things. We know. We know. I know the course that I must follow. I know. I know. Some of you, the reason why you don't walk in that grace is because you are so used to getting confirmations through spectacular experiences. You want the breath of the spirit to blow you. Says, ah, okay, God, that is true. <laughs> you want to first feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit going through you. Ooh, okay, now I've confirmed. The devil will tickle you. <laughs> we don't walk in the flesh. We walk in the spirit. That is why there are marriages where everything seems right. The, the signs were there. The pastors prophesied. The prophets prophesied. The apostles apostolized. The teachers even taught. They went through everything. Everything was right. Then the marriage failed. Then you ask them, but did God really speak? I, I don't know whether he spoke really. <laughs> but yet there was a time that person says, I, I tell you, I had the Lord. I tell now there are even people who have not had. But they had their brain. And the brain told them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell you one time a lady came for counseling and told me, Apostle, three guys approached me and told me they are the ones. So I told her, then marry all the three. They says, why did you say that? No, I was just trying to be sarcastic. And I was telling her, obviously, there's something wrong. How can three people all see the same person? Uh-uh. <laughs> By what eyes? <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus. Somebody say, I have the thoughts and the feelings of Jehovah God. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Isaiah is saying that if there is a place of thirst and hunger, hear, hearken, listen to the word of God. Just listen to it. Don't go into things and buy uh, bread that profit not not. Jesus said, Moses gave you that which is not bread. I think it is in John 6. He says, but I am the bread of life. In other words, the law is not the foundation of the gospel. I, which is full of grace and truth, I am the bread of life. And any man, the Bible says that eateth of me, he shall hunger no more. That is a place where you start living in the overflow of the Holy Spirit. Some of you, you first collect yourself. And then you say, now let me collect the power. Power, come on me. Holy Spirit, come on me. Then you lock up yourself in the room for like five hours. And then you worship God. And then the power comes on you. You're like as if charged. And then after the meeting, you go back to normal. No, some of us are charged in and out. We are charged every time. We are charged today, tomorrow, next week, and next year. Why? Because we have eaten of a bread. Of which we shall never thirst and hunger. Somebody say amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. The psalmist says in Psalms 42, I know many of you remember the scripture. It says, as a deer panteth for the water, so my soul uh, panteth after you. I think it's in what? Psalms 42? Yes. And the next verse says, and, and I want to show you the experience of this guy. And it says, for when shall I come and appear before my Lord? This guy was hungry. 
he was hungry to appear before his God. You, you understand what I'm saying? Do, do you remember those days, you know some of us, when we first got born again, every time we wanted to be at church. Like many of you, you, don't, you want Thursday to reach like tomorrow. Oh! Because you want to be in the presence of God. You can't be anywhere. You miss one service and you feel like you're falling sick. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's your lifeline now. Somebody shout hallelujah. So the psalmist continues to say that my tears have been my meat. Now this is a man literally weeping because he can't access the word. Oh my God. You remember how in one scripture he says that I desired your word than necessary food? That means that when the psalmist sat on the word of God, many times he forgot to eat food. That is the mentality. It is not something you put yourself into. It is something that eats you up. I remember those times I just used to lock myself up. My mom is my witness. She would come and say, I'll come and eat supper. Then uh, the supper is there. But I just find myself. I just feel like, ay, 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 ay. it's just so beautiful. Somebody shout hallelujah. You're just eating and eating and eating. And before you know that, your food is cold. After many hours. Because that's how beautiful the word of God is. This is a guy saying that he was in tears and he's mid day and night while they continually said unto him, where is your God? That means he went through situations where men started to question his God. And the next verse, and you know why? Because the man was detached from the word. So it's when I remember these things, I pour myself in me for I have gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept the holy day. And what does the next verse say? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of my countenance. And the next verse says, O my God, my soul is cut down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan, the Hamanites. He started to remember the things God put him through. The victories, the things that, that came because he was reading the word. And he, as he started to meditate on the working of the word of God in his life. Boom! Deep cold and too deep. And the billows were running over him. The man became so overwhelmed. And he started to hear the noises of the water sprouts. The word of God started to come back in his spirit. As he remembered, it's called the power of meditation. Sometimes when you're going through some things, you have to sit back and start meditating on what God has done. And what his word does. Did you understand what I just said? He started rehearsing them. He says, you delivered me from this. You delivered me from this. You're the same God that delivered me from this. I might not have access to your presence. I might not have access to your word. But even the mere smell of water. Like Job says. That there is hope even for a tree. That at the smell of water, however dead it is, it will sprout out again and bud. Because it has smelled the word. What does Jesus say in the New Testament? He says, I have cleansed them through the water of the word. So this is the man saying, I might not access your presence, but I have a testimony of the things that you've done for me. And immediately deep started calling unto deep. Before you know it, he feels the depth in him is being called by the depth of God. And the depth of God is being called of the depth in him. And something starts to take place. And what does the Bible speak of those which hear the sounds of joy? Psalms 89 verses 15. 89 verses 15. Psalms 89 verses 15. He says, blessed is the people that know the joyful sound of what? Of the true word of God. He says they are blessed. Why? Because the Bible says they shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. And the next verse says, in thy name they shall rejoice all day. And in thy righteousness they shall be what? 
exalted. And the next verse says, For thou art the glory of thy strength, and in thy favor our own shall be exalted. Why? Because they accessed the word of God. They had access to the truth of the spirit. Somebody shout hallelujah. That is what the word of God does. Many of you are going through the things you're going through because you don't have word in you. You're taking the gospel like you're going to a witch doctor. You understand? Every time we are delivering and delivering and delivering. No, 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 no. Learn to fall in love with the word. Get into your car and put on a CD. Are you hearing me? And then just start the engine. And then start listening to the word. Before you know it, your life will change. Before you know it, your situation will change. Before you know it, your circumstances will change. You start rehearsing and speaking. My goodness, I wish some of you know the many. You read the word of God, you get it in your hand, and then you start reading it. The Lord is my strength. He's the portion of my cup. You, you, you read it, you speak it upon your life. You, you compare spiritual things with spiritual language. You go in the dictionaries, the concordances. You break down, you know the Hebrew word, the ayakatele. You, you slice inside and oh! And then you come out like a victor. Somebody shout hallelujah. Why? Because you've put the word of God in your spirit. You've allowed it to eat you. You've allowed it to consume you. You've allowed it to consume you. Many people, you, if there is an attack on the church, the attacks people have are not demons. Demons are just taking advantage of the primary attack on many Christians' life, the word of God. Either it's given in deception or the devil has robbed men of the zeal to read it. Some of you, they only read for you the word. You don't read it. If they don't push you to read the word of God, you're not going to read it. Get into a culture where you just put on a CD or read. Get this Bible thing. Look up yourself and tell them this is me time now. Are you hearing me? Separate yourself. Are you hearing me? Many of you, you TV, at TV, at TV. Come on, get the word of God in your spirit. <laughs> and he tells the man, listen, heed, listen, heed, listen, heed. Let's finish Isaiah 55, where we're at. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Uh -huh, next verse. Uh, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. He's on the man who is fallen. And the next verse says, For as the rain cometh down, now he's promising, as the rain of what? Of the word, right? And the snow from heaven returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bad, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. You remember in the New Testament where he says that he that giveth seed to the sower and bread to the eater multiply your fruit of righteousness through your giving. Because I've realized even giving releases and unlocks the spirit of revelation in our spirit, in our lives. Oh, you didn't get it. You know, the Lord was talking to me about two kinds of experiences of glory. When you look at the rain that falleth down from the heavens, and let me educate you on this. When you look at the rain that falleth down from the heavens, it is the fulfillment of the prophet as he spoke that in the last days I shall pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That's the rain he's talking about. 
But you see, there are two experiences that I've seen by knowledge. There is experience that sits on a man to wait for what cometh from above, which is beautiful. But that the Lord will get that man from the place of receiving from what cometh only from up, not above, up to that which cometh from within. You didn't get it. In Genesis, when you look at Adam and Eve, at the tending of the garden, you realize that the garden in Genesis was not watered by rain from above. It was watered by rain from beneath. The Bible is very clear that, that water used to come from beneath. Now there's a difference from what comes from without and to you to what comes from within you to without. You received the Holy Spirit from on high and he settled and entered you. But he entered you so that now you'd function from the guy within outside you. That is the treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of power might be of the Lord. That is the man that is going to eat of the garden. And that is the man which is restored in there back to the tree of life. Because he had a problem with them partaking of the tree of life. When they've dispensed themselves in a place where their vision has been corrupted by the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Because Eve saw in the spirit that this fruit was too good and able to make one wise. Of course, those were not physical eyes. The devil opened their eyes to another world. Are you hearing me, somebody? And God realizes now that they have knowledge of good and evil. I don't think that they can dwell in the place where the tree of life. And the Christ, the Bible is very clear. He becomes the tree of life. How many of you know that? But he realizes that you must relate with this tree of life according to the patterns and principles where with it's laid. The rain comes down on you that it might start to come out of you. He says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which you hope or expel dare to think according to the working power that worketh in us. That is why your heart is like a ground. Your spirit is like a ground. God wants to soak you. You understand? That is why for the New Testament creature, he says, for out of you shall flow rivers. And those are the rivers that, oh. Those are the gushings out of your spirit that water everything. They water your family. They water your ministry. They water your marriage. It's not coming from above anymore. It's coming from within. And he says, like I send the rain out, right? He says, let's go back. He says, like the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth, forth and bad, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And the Bible says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, that it shall not return unto me, boy, that it shall accomplish that which it, I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. How does it prosper in the thing? By it getting in you, and when it gets in you, it starts to come out of you. You become the rain. <laughs> you stop healing the sick you become healing you stop delivering the oppressed you become deliverance itself you, you stop just having wisdom you become wisdom itself you understand what I'm saying why because you're in the garden you're in the garden and it comes out from within he has placed it inside you. That seed of greatness. That treasure in earthen vessels. That is why he says and, that he has made us able ministers of a covenant. That means you have the ability to minister the new... You have the ability to minister the New Testament to the fullest. When they say God heals, you deliver healing. 
When they say God delivers, you deliver. When they say God changes, you change stuff. When they say God is rich, your bank account blows men. Because it's within you. Tell somebody there's something inside you. And, and the next verse says, For ye shall go out with joy and be led with peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall what? What are the trees this time? People, people will be like, ay, 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 Woo, this woman is deep. This man of God knows God. Are you hearing me? Why? Because the trees and forests represent men. And the next verse says, instead of the thorn. The Bible says, shall come up the fir tree. Now let me explain. You remember when Jesus was crucified? The Bible says he was wounded for his transgressions, bruised for iniquities. But many people don't see the path where he became poor that we might be rich. Jesus sweat blood for your wealth. You remember the curse in the garden? When God was pronouncing judgment, not curse, judgment on the man in the garden. He says that you shall eat from the sweat of your what? So man was supposed to have a sweating brow for him to feed his household. And the Christ is put on the cross. And they get a crown of thorns. Are you hearing me? And then they prick it through his skin. And then he bled blood representing the concealment of man no longer having to sweat for that man to get what to... I'm not saying you're not going to do business. I'm only saying your business will be smooth. I'm not saying you're not going to have a job. I'm going to say your, your job will be smooth. I'm not saying you're not going to build companies. No. You build a company. Customers come tomorrow. Money comes through. You understand connections. People start looking for you. Are you hearing me? Even when you sit in your bed and refuse to answer phone calls. They drive to your door and say, da, da, da. We have business for you. Tell someone I'm not called to eat the bread of sorrow. Saiti wakubona abona. That is why he was pricked in the brow. That he will sweat out the part that you have to suffer over anything. And that is why I pronounce you in the name of Jesus. And this I say over your life. That you will not struggle for any good thing. Business will come easily. Jobs will come easily. Finances will come easily. You will build houses easily. You will buy cattle easily. You will have children easily. In the name of Jesus. was pricked. And he says, for the thorn shall come up fair tree. And instead of the barrier, shall come up the middle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. That is the heritage of the people of God. Why should you take 20 years to get a job? Why should you get 16 years to get married? Why should you take 20? Everything you do, you have to struggle. You're working 8 hours, 9 hours, 12 hours for so little. And there's a guy out there in the world who simply signs something like this. And millions of dollars come through. He slips through first class and then he lands in a 5-star hotel. And then he signs. And then things go through. And he said you are the head and not the tail. He said you are above and not beneath. He said you shall go upward and upward only. Pastors, we refuse to build funny ministries. We refuse to struggle in our own churches. For people to come, for ministry to grow, for money to appear. Uh -huh. 
Tell somebody I refuse to suffer. May things come easy for you. Because you have embraced the words of this life. May people call you easily. May people seek you easily. May they seek your service easily. May things just start happening just like that. You wake up in the morning and you say, I'm going to do this. And it just happens without stress. Some of you here, you're like enslaved. You're slaves but with name tags on you. And ties and suits. You're working tirelessly for many, many, many hours. And even when you get your pay, at the end of the month when you get your payment, you only have enough to pay off the debt. And the other people who you owe. And then again you're working because if they fire you, even the little things you saved and borrowed to build, you're going to lose it all. That is slavery. You were not called to that life. You're struggling to take children to school. You're struggling to buy a car. You're struggling to have clothes on you. You're struggling to eat food. You're, you're, everything is a struggle. Even the landlord is on your case. No, 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 no. Jesus died for you. There's a reason why he that was rich became poor. That through his poverty you might become rich. It is called grace. I refuse. I refuse. I cannot eat bread anymore. That brings me no results. I want a word of God that I can apply. Are you hearing me? And then I see the results. I want something that when I receive it, I know that I was not wasting time in the presence of Almighty God. I want to see fruit that echoes through eternity. Why? Because when they received the word of God, the Bible says they brought forth fruit. Much fruit. Why isn't it working? Some of you don't know how to stick on. You give up so easily. Things flip like this and then you go down, you weep, you cry, you faint out. Oh, no, no, no. Learn to stick on. Learn to get a hold of the word that you read. Let me tell you. We didn't begin here. We didn't begin here. Some of you found us here. We didn't begin here. There were days you could enter a church service and there were eight people. And the rest of them are chairs waving like this. Then you tell them, wave to your neighbor. And the eight scattered people wave before the chairs. And then you go back home and you're like, but why aren't people coming like they should? Then you open your word. And then you start encouraging yourself. Mama. And then you start preaching like you're preaching to a thousand people. Because there's something in you that tells you even though it's not yet seen, it's a matter of time. It must work. You don't understand what I just said. Our testimonies were border borders. Oh, a border fell and I survived. All glory to God. But if it were not testimonies are border. You get my point. But there is a point where you enter your room eh, and the landlord is knocking but you receive the word. Are you understand what I'm saying? You, you are strong. Are you hearing me? Yes, things are not moving the way they are moving, but you're persuaded that you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Have you ever gone to a doctor and they gave you a report and you felt like you want to die that moment? 
How did I laugh through this? Oh my goodness. Thank God for his word, somebody. I say thank God for his word. The Bible says he sent a word to Jacob and he led the whole of Israel. I have good news for you. It is well with you. My simple advice to you is do it the way we do it. Are you hearing me? Do it the way we what? We do it. Every moment just marry the word. Marry the what? Marry the word of God. Are you hearing me? It's on your phone. It's, you're walking with a book. You're walking with a... You understand what I'm saying? You have earphones. Every time you're feeding yourself on the word of God. Are you hearing me? You, you don't leave it. You understand? You, you get a hold of it. The Bible says you meditate on these things and give yourself wholly to them that your profiting might appear unto them. Let me call. Stop praying when you want to. Stop attending services when you want to. Take God serious. He will take you serious. When things worsen, also you worsen. You understand? Everything the devil does worsen. Do it worse. And show him that there is nothing you can do that can separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. I say that they will come like this. When you're going to look back and everybody can testify that the Lord has worked for this man of God. It is not by power nor by might but by his spirit, said the Lord. Of course, some people will call you things like carrot, watermelon, onions and ice cream. But that's all right. Because they don't know a half of where you're coming from. Are you hearing me? Some people just see people here. They don't know what some of us have been through. Man, 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 man. And we look back and count it all by joy. Hallelujah. For all of them were light afflictions and they could not be compared to the glory that was going to be revealed in our lives because we were not looking at the things that were temporal. We were looking at the things that were eternal. It's not the music you're sleeping in that defines you. It's not that little one-bedroom place where you even fail to pay 100000 that defines you. No, it is your future. It is when you sit on that bed. Are you hearing me? And then you envision yourself in your mansion. That is called crazy. And until you grow crazy, you can't see God. Listen, you will make it. <laughs> whether the devil wants it, whether you have a generational curse from your grandfather's father's cousin's uncle who said you, you will make it. And this request is very simple. Think like him. Have my thoughts. Have my ways. If I don't have a mentality of poverty. Somebody sent me a message. He told me, Apostle, pray for me. I got word from our human resource that they are going to downsize the company. And then I answered her. And you even imagine you can be among the ones they've removed. You can even imagine. 
Think like God. Tell your neighbor, think like God. Does God lack? Why do you think lack? Does God fall sick? Why do you even imagine sickness? Because you're feeling pain. No. He carried our infirmities. Then you start speaking words. Are you hearing me? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It pricks you, you prick it. Because you have the sword of the word. When it hits you other, you say, ay, 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 I have the life which is of God. And I carry the word of God which is the sword of the spirit. And by the sword of the spirit, I cut you out. In the name of Jesus, you open it yourself. Then you wake up and the pain has increased. You tell it, I don't know that you're there. I don't recognize that you are there. I don't even think in my thoughts. Listen. Some of us, even if you told us to imagine, he says, imagine you fail tomorrow. Even when we try, we can't imagine it. It's the truth. Even if you tell me, apostle, you know, like when some guy one time was warning me, he was telling me, you know, you have to do certain things early because imagine tomorrow when things change. I say, hey, 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 man of God, man of God, man of God. And he told me, yes. There's some things I don't have in my head. I don't have them in my head. I don't have in my head. I don't have them. You know you have to be pro, you have to use wisdom, you have to be precautious. You know, you understand what I'm saying? People can somebody one time by the way phoned me at uh, around somewhere, and then they told me, hey, 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 apostle, at your level you are walking alone. Ah, 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 ah. Stop walking alone. Stop. Hey, 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 hey. People are evil. You start to walk with two, three people. I was with Pastor Isaac though and I read him with us a son of Cobus was sharing a story. Some guy came to Cobus. The prophet, the led. Then he told him, I'm a military trained guard so I feel like I should uh, be your guard, your bodyguard. I should keep you. Cobus told the guy, you're too small <laughs> to protect an anointing. Oh, check it. Greater is he small to protect apostle grace you're too small elijah was the chariot and the horseman of israel he was the protector of israel israel wasn't a protector of elijah that is why elisha that is why if you remember the scripture when they came to attack they didn't attack israel they attacked only elisha because elisha went out of the gates of israel and built his own protection area he went on the gates of his place and he said, You say, Raka sore bado koza. Zarire rebo zima andareko seteleba yera raza bako teleba. And then they come with spears and swords and arrows and horses and they think they can get to the man of God. And he says, God, I smite them blind now. Then he goes to the very first guy and he tells the guy, Follow me. He led the whole Israel, a whole army of Syria to the Israelite king and told him, Man, leave power. Leave power alone. 
I remember a day we were doing the drives. You remember those drives? At night when we were praying for Kampala. One of those days, six guys attacked Apostle Emma Maweche. Just below uh, La Bonita, going towards Kese. At night, he was from preaching. Six guys attacking. The guy spoke a tongue and all of them fell out. Now the police wanted to arrest Apostle Emma because they thought he's the one who has beaten them. <laughs> this treasure. <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. Think like God. Tell somebody, think like God. Just think like God. I told you of a story I was on a crusade ground. A man comes to beat me because I'm preaching to his wife. The spirit of the Lord threw him six feet away. Open air. He went like this. Boom. Then he landed down. says you shall dwell in sure dwellings because the Lord your host is your keeper. They robbed almost, I remember, they, they robbed, they used to rob houses in our home area. Nenga, they don't come in our house. I tell you, we didn't know God then very seriously. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because he that watches over you neither sleeps no slumbers. Trust that God. Tell your neighbor, trust that God. He will keep you. Of course, we have the basic security, which the police of Uganda has ordered us to have because it's in the law. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? My point here is that learn to think like God. Learn to walk in the ways of God. If God doesn't think poor, don't think poor. If God doesn't seek sickness, don't think sickness. If God doesn't imagine failure, forget failure. Somebody raise your hands and speak to God. Come on, speak in other tongues for only a few minutes. Thank God for what He's doing in your life. on somebody to speak to God. His thoughts are your thoughts now. 
His ways are your ways now. In the name of Jesus. Now listen to me. I want you to raise your hands, everybody, in the air, if you will. Just raise your hands in the heavens. I want to speak one word prophetically that I feel the Lord is doing here. And um, this I've received by the Spirit, okay? I know some of you might not catch it because of how fast it will come. But I know that many of you are going to get this. Have you ever been quickened beyond your age? Power of the Holy Ghost! Power of the Holy Ghost! Have you ever been quickened beyond your education? Power of the Holy Ghost! Some of you are going to get jobs before you even graduate. Have you ever been elevated beyond your social status? Have you ever been quickened beyond your tribe? Have you ever been quickened beyond a third world country? And anything that can ever happen in a third world country? Touch! In the name of Jesus! I just saw like it was a light and it literally shined on somebody it was that fast there are people here you're going to do in two weeks mark me this coming two weeks somebody is going to knock on and stumble on something that could have taken them 20 years to have I know who I'm talking to. Power of the Holy Ghost. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Some of you in a few weeks, in a few months, they're not going to explain what is falling on your life. And I mean it's going to become unexplainable. If you're a minister, I'm praying for you right now of the gospel. May God expand your circumference of influence like now. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. May things happen so fast some of you it's going to be said that it was almost as though we closed our eyes and blinked and when our eyes opened something had changed on that man's life something had changed on that woman's life I see promotions some people here are going to get 
unexplainable promotions because they are not going to equal to your education level. Some of you are going to have deals men in Africa don't get. They are going to come on your door. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Some of you are going to enter offices that some men only dream to enter. You're going to meet people that some men only dream to meet. They only dream to meet. Favor is upon you. Oh my God. In fact, there's somebody around there. Your hands are burning. Eh? They have like a fire. That's it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. God quickens your feet somebody in the name of Jesus and I anoint your feet in the name of Jesus Christ may you move places may you go this world for the glory of God and the expansion of his kingdom life is yours the Lord says you will live and not die and I want to pray for the sick now if you're sick Right now in the name of Jesus, I rebuke and I bind and I destroy every spirit of infirmity and disease. I speak healing right now from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Be healed. I want to finish. If you're here and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, put up your hand. And you want him today, not tomorrow, not next week. You want to receive Jesus tonight, put up your hand. Put up your hand. Wow, come. Come. Come wherever you want. You make my life. Anymore? I want to finish. If you're there, please hurry. Eh? Now, I want you to repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, tonight I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Tonight, I receive you as Lord. I believe that you died and rose again for my justification. I receive salvation tonight. I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest.